0: Welcome to Antique Dust.
1: And welcome to Antique Dust. I'm Jonathan. I'm Rob. And together we are Antique Dust. This is the South Preservation Society. This is the South Preservation Society. Go wash your German vegetable rice too. Come to bonnet fair, we got a lot to do. Put on your dicky and in your pick and roll. Cause time to hurry and buy. Yeah. Uh, today we are reviewing um, Italian Job, be The Italian Job. Yay. How marvellous. So we have watched the original Italian Job, which was done in 1968, and compared to the other Italian Job, which was done in 2000 and something. 2003, I think. 2003. Woo! Yay! So um, uh, here's where we discuss. So Let's the Italian, have a heated debate. yeah, heated debate. So the first Italian job um, was a very Brit-style uh, comedy-esque thriller caper, uh, starring the lovely, lovely Michael Caine, who looks gorgeous on this. I think it's his third or fourth. Film, I, yeah, think. I think it was it was
0: quite early on in his career. So, so he I, just I finished
1: doing Alfie, which was the uh, very swinging sixties jigglyy type sort of uh, film, um, where like highlighting all the gorgeousness of sixties London. Yeah, and this is pretty much an extension to it. Yes, um,
0: but maybe just before he the, the big films he he'd done before the Italian job. You've mentioned Alfie. There's also the Ipcrest file, Funeral in Berlin, uh, Billion Dollar Brain, and Zulu. So he'd been in a number of quite high-profile movies. So he wasn't a newcomer. No. When when it came when it came to do the, the Italian job,
1: uh, did you want to know my Michael Caine story? Okay. Yeah, he used to live four doors down from us when in London. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, I don't remember any of it, but uh, he did live four doors down. Okay. Uh, so, anyway, that's my that's my that's my story. Like that, that's where it begins and ends. So, anyway. well, that was a short one. That was a short one. Yeah. So, yeah. Mercifully, we we didn't go around for brunches or sort of uh, change the oil on the minis or anything like that. Ah well. <laughs> So um, uh, the the Italian job premise is uh, Charlie Coker um, just come out of prison. He's uh, sort, of, uh, sort of a career criminal, mm-hmm. um, not very good because he keeps getting caught. Um, and he has been offered this wonderful job, um, which means making a heist for gold bullion um, in Italy. And, in uh, Turin. In Turin, yes. And it's Fiat. The Fiat Gold. Fiat that he's, Gold. That he's stealing, I believe. Yes, and uh, he's trying to get a gang together. So he has the master criminal that is um, Noel Coward, um, who is in prison with him. Doesn't we don't know why he's in prison, but he seems to be ruling the prison. Yes, Mr. Bridger. Mr. Bridger, uh, played delightfully by Noel Coward. Yes, and actually, Mr. Bridger's assistant um, uh, in the prison. Was it actually his long-term partner. That's right. Which was yes. very interesting, and yeah. very lovely, and they d- they yeah, did yeah. seem to have a very. Yeah, of course,
0: the reason why his long-term partner was cast in that role was essentially because Noel Coward was becoming a little bit frail, a little bit elderly, having trouble remembering some of his lines. So having having someone um, w- he was emotionally attached to quite close by him during the production was was a was a terrific support for
1: him. Mm. So and it, and it, you you can't they say he's he's very he's a he's a powerful all his scenes he's in he he sort of steals them, well, of um, course. Because It's no, it's no coward. Yes. Marvelous. Uh, so um, Charlie is putting together a ragtag team of professionals, um, car drivers that are delightfully posh, some sort of owls, other sort of. East End villains. Yeah, yeah it's quite... One thing uh, that's
0: noticeable is that he puts together quite a big team, but we don't really get to know... Any of them. Any of them, any particular... Except depth. Benny Hill, who's the... Uh, Professor Peach. Yes, and Professor Camp Tony. Who does Camp the,
1: Freddy. Uh, Camp Freddy, sorry. Camp Freddy. <laughs> Camp Freddy. So Camp Freddy, who wears sort of delightfully uh, lurid, sort of pastel suits in pinks and oranges and yeah. things. And Lorna. Uh, yeah, but she gets off it. Sort of, she gets, she gets off. No, she doesn't. Yeah. She goes off on a plane. She gets, she gets shoved. She goes on a plane. To, to Geneva. Yeah, um, to, to which, wait.
0: Yeah, she goes to wait in Geneva, um, which was actually part. That, that's a sort of a hanging thread from the pre a previous plot that was actually abandoned before they finished making the film. They were all supposed to go to Geneva,
1: <laughs> but they didn't. But they didn't. <laughs> So uh, they they built together the team. Um, they uh, using minis, um, which was the iconic vehicle of the time. Which is really peculiar because Mini only sold them to them. They refused to give them. Well, to they gave
0: them, them three. B- BMC gave the production team three, three minis. But they they needed far more than that because of all the damage that was inflicted. So, but they then had to buy the uh, trade, yeah. a trade price um the additional minis that they needed for the the production yeah Yeah. Uh, fiat actually offered them um as many super powered fiats as they they wanted uh, as they wanted
1: but they refused the offer because they wanted to have have a British have the mini yeah the mini because the mini is the star of the film I feel um so but they, I mean, they do the robbery, um, which is uh, all very glamorously done. Well,
0: actually, actually, I th- I was, I, I mean, I'm obviously very familiar with the Italian Job, but it been it had been a while since I'd uh, last seen it, and knowing I was going to do a podcast, I perhaps paid a little bit more attention uh, to it, and I I was a little bit surprised by the violence of the actual robbery. Itself when they start setting about the security guards with baseball bats, I didn't. I didn't really remember that particularly no, from my original I, watching.
1: I yeah. I mean, I always thought felt it was like a boys' own adventure thing. However, there was a little bit of roughing up, and so Charlie gets roughed up, but that's behind a, a modesty glass. bicycle. yeah. So we don't we don't see that particular bit of
0: bit of violence. violence. But I don't know. It just they were just felt like. It, a little bit jarring given that it was relatively it was light-hearted caper. and uh, you know and played um yeah it was not played for laughs but there was the, there was definitely humor humor and, and then suddenly we have that quite quite intense sequence of of, of yeah. violence
1: uh, i mean I, I wasn't overly upset by it i wasn't upset oh, by I it I, I was just i, mean, I was just no, surprised no, no, by i don't think anyone gets killed um, well apart from um, Roger Beckerman he gets killed oh he gets killed at the beginning part when his uh, is it a Lamborghini it's a Lamborghini Lamborghini a so Lamborghini the, Miura yeah the, the, the opening sequence is just glorious and uh, what I noticed about the, the, the original Italian job there's only like two three soundtracks as in the sort of songs which are are played to well there's
0: there, there is actually more than you think. there? There is if you, if you were to get the soundtrack album. There, are, I, I think, I think probably that it gets lost in the mix. But there is actually more. Quin- the this, the Quincy Jones soundtrack is is
1: there. There is more to it oh. than just the two. Oh the, the, the two songs. So, but it 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 didn't feel. Uh, so, so it, it felt that like there was two primary ones, yes. Which indeed, which indeed, Soul there preservation, are. Self-preservation society, uh, or I get a bloom and move on is is the actual title of that. Five yeah, pieces of my music.
0: version. Uh, so and on days like like these, sung by Mark Munro. Ah, that's the the, the dreamy one, yes. isn't it? Yeah. So that's the romantic uh, bit, of, bit of the soundtrack.
1: But, I mean, I say, I think it was. I always remember watching this as a child. Uh, my grand... I say, I was brought up with my grandparents, and my grandfather said, oh, you've got to see this. And so I was given half a shandy, which, I, which, he, which he made, and, and, and plonked in the best room, and we had the te- television with the with the doors, which opened out uh, a big colour television. It took about five minutes to warm up, and we watched it. And at first... That's I thought, because oh, it had valves rather yeah, than yeah, transistors. Oh, no, I no... Yeah, yeah and it it warmed up and it was an event and I was like, I hate this, this is really boring because the opening sequence for a child it's just this car going through the scene and I was going, oh God and then it just hooks you in and goes and I remember going to school because it was on television um, after the weekend and everyone was talking about it and it was just a shared moment where everybody had watched it at that time and everyone was, could talk about it, and it was just fabulous. It was the time before videos and things like that. Or dinosaurs roaming the high Yeah, dinosaurs roaming the high it It was a shared experience, and it's a real product of its time. And so the, the action sequences are fabulous. The, the mini looks iconic in it. And the ending is just... It is the ultimate cliffhanger. Well, it is. It's a well, literal spoiler, Spoilers, here. sweetie, but so at the end... Of the, uh, yeah. I'm sorry, it's a 50-year-old film, so, so, I, think, so I don't you think you have to worry it. too much about spoilers. Yeah. So at uh, the ending of the film, you've got the the, the bus um, with all the gold bullion in it, and it spins around. The They're the, the going through the hills to go across the border, and the, the back of the bus comes out, swings out, and it's sort of, sort of over the edge of the cliff face. And all the guys are in there and the gold is slowly moving toward, f- closer and closer towards yeah. the doors. And if they, they've they got to move at one side of the bus and the gold's sort of working its way to the other bus. And that's how it leaves. Yeah. A, a literal cliffhanger. cliffhanger. I've was, got a, I've got a great idea. Hang on, lads. I've, I've got, got a great idea. idea. The last, last line yeah. of it. The-
0: Which was, of course, leaving the door open for, for the sequel that didn't happen didn't happen which is such a shame sadly i mean i think you want there's a couple of interesting things about the about the the the, the ending of the film one i suppose is that that was never the original ending i said as i said earlier all that allusion to to lorna going to geneva that's where they were all supposed to end up in geneva but they, they sort of realized that that would have been a really Rubbish ending. There's all the all the excitement of the chase and, and 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 so on. And it really, if it then continued on to uh, to, to to Geneva, we'd be a bit of a
1: a bit of an anticlimax. Yeah. And uh, I mean, they have got away with it. It's just now they haven't actually got the Italian because oh, we haven't mentioned the Italian mafia don't want them to steal Fiat's gold because obviously because it's stealing sort of Fiat's uh, so so Italian money um and they're quite sort of um sort of patriotic etc um and the mafia have killed the first person that was in the film in the lamborghini because he was planning on stealing it so and the mafia are involved so it's got that layer of uh, sort of conflict so it's not just getting away with the the caper it's getting away from the mafia as well because the mafia sort of sort of so sort of stop their getaway plan their backup plan so they haven't actually got a backup plan this is that the, the plan they've got is the only plan they've got which i think that it's it's a nicely layered element on that film and i think the ending is really good but i'm really sad that they didn't have a second one but i think mm. it's because it didn't do so well in america it was only on reruns and things like that so yeah i think it's one of those films that has
0: uh, developed a cult Status yeah. after its initial uh, theatrical release. Yeah, the one two things that are worth n- noting about that just made me uh-huh. made me chuckle. One is one is how the whole plan is committed to eight millimeter <laughs> the cine, <laughs> cine film. I thought that was a bit <laughs> a bit over elaborate. Really, I think
1: it 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 it, it made a, a really interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it,
0: what it did do is it sort of. Was a way of providing a lot of exposition in a in, in in a way that you didn't really twig was what was happening. You know, you were being told told the plot, but because because it was on, they were watching it on film. It, it felt more more engaging yeah. somehow than if just someone had just plonked themselves down and, and given all this splurge yeah, of information. Really,
1: it, it it created the more drama to it, which I thought oh, it was great and. I mean they could have developed more characters, but obviously they were on a sort of really time constraint element uh, of filming filming this so um they did do lots and lots of script changes, but because they were the 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 film and production of this one was so detailed they didn't really go off script there's actually only one deleted scene on this. Um, which was uh, an ice rink, Blue Danube? Um, Blue Danube. Da, Blue Danube, um, where they've got three minis and three police cars and they're on the ice together. But because they were going to do that as part of the chase sequence, but then.
0: Yeah, it, w- it would have been total. I mean, it would have been. I mean, it's a it's a great sequence it to, is to watch. It's a
1: ba- a ballet between
0: with six cars, and it is t- terrifically well choreographed and well put together. But would have just flattened it. Yeah, the could, chase sequence if
1: it had been if it had been included because the pacing of the whole film was really good. I and mean, I think they did script changes, but they didn't actually. They blocked out. You could see how it was put together. Where it was, I could imagine that. That how they blocked it out was pretty much that it was like a graphic novel where everything was actually put together with regards to the stunts they were going to do, the, the lines, and everything. So it was very sp- uh, sparingly scripted, which I think was really good because it was all part of the action. Um, it it there was no, there was nothing superfluous. I mean, only had a few comedy moments with Benny Hill because Benny Hill was the yeah. IT guy. Shall we
0: talk a little bit about some of the cast? Yeah, go Maybe. on. Maybe. so. Obviously, we 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 we've talked about Michael Caine. Um, we've talked about Noel Coward, mm-hmm. and I think one one of his final, final was his roles. final film. final role. Uh, we have Benny Hill as Professor Peach. It's a curious. It's curious that Carsten. actually in the I mean, it's terrific casting, and I think Benny Hill you know it's was, it was a perfect uh he was a perfect choice f- to be cast in that role as the as a slightly creepy um fat lady obsessed professor <laughs> though in terms of the plot given given that his role is entirely reduced to actually f- his role in the in the robbery is actually just swapping a bit of magnetic tape why they would need an expert in computers to
1: do that is but that that to one side, I think that's really. That's but he's not really actually involved role. in actual the robbery itself. He's just he's involved in the setup of the robbery. And then while they're chasing around, he he, ch- he gets, arrest, around minutes, he gets, he gets arrested, arrested for molesting for, a lady for, on a bus. Well, he, he just helps her push her, push. Uh, well, uh, we
0: uh, don't know what happened after. I think I think there's more to it than than than, than, <laughs> than, than that because she she didn't seem upset going onto the bus, but it was only later. So presumably he. Yeah. he stepped over a, <laughs> over over a boundary yeah uh we've got tony beckley who played camp Freddy. camp Freddy. Um, it's quite deliciously done yes yes i i my my own uh, me- particular memory of tony beckley was he he played harrison chase and, and a doctor who story Oh. Uh, seeds of seeds of death um we've got irene handel who plays uh, Professor Peach's sister? A, a, terrific, a very <laughs> typical uh, Irene Irene Handel turn. Yeah, really. Um, lurking in the background, we've got Robert Powell. Really, as as one of one of the gang. Oh. Uh, he played Yellow. We've also got uh, Michael Caine's brother, Stanley Caine, as, as 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 one of the one of the gang, and. Um, very small appearances, uh from from various people. Uh, Simon D played the shirt maker. Now you probably don't know who Simon D. No. Was. Oh, Simon!
1: Didn't he have a, uh, a a discussion show? Yeah, he had. Well, I wouldn't call it a discussion show. He had a he he had a, a, a chat a, show. He had a chat show, and he was literally he had one season was hugely popular, and then for some reason fell off the radar completely. Yeah, yeah basically. Uh, was this before his chat show, or
0: um, this would be after? This was '68. His his chat show. I'm I'm going from memory now, but I think his chat show was mid to late '60s. So this would probably have been. Around I guess it may have been about the time when he was at the height of his. Yeah, his, because for some popularity. reason, uh, that, it,
1: it is such an interesting story. With because he
0: wasn't an actor, so so he he would have been cast in that role because of. His, who, he
1: was. who he was and he did that quite deliciously as a, as a very it, i mean it is smattering but it's quite respectfully respect sort of with gay men are is are, are peppered through this so you've got camp freddy you've got noel coward who naturally cause um, his assistant uh, and then obviously you've got the shirt maker and uh, it's, a, it's peppered through but quite respectfully where it's like swinging London so they've, they've balanced out quite a lot what was going in there I think the females you've either got strong females or glamorous females and the strong females are slightly rotund and older and then you've got the very glamorous types which are superfluous sort of yeah, yeah it
0: does fall into that whole kind of dolly bird
1: Do- sort the, the of. whole dolly bird but the thing is she's the Dolly Bird character, uh, as in Charlie's, Charlie's girlfriend, is quite strong in her own right. She's I say her, the, we we've, we when we first meet her, we find that she's stolen a car, she's organised a group of girls together, uh, and she's booked in a suite in in a hotel. So she's a she's on the wrong side of the tracks as well, and she's. Uh, cashing in on on her skill set as well so well i think they could have developed that a little bit further but it just it doesn't matter because as, as a film it's not hugely long but it's really really exciting um and uh i i, and I think it's it it has a part in british movie history and absolutely and it, and it, and it, it is very respected and the filmmaker. I mean, there's an interesting fact with regard. We say, which I learned from this, the actual director of it, um, Peter uh, Collinson, was uh, a, a child in a children's home, and Noel Coward was one of the patrons of that children's homes, at uh, children's home, and um, uh, Noel Coward found him crying because his father had said that he was going to sort of come and visit him, and he didn't. Uh, Noel Coward eventually made him his, uh, sort of became his godfather and Noel, Fa- Noel Coward did this as a favour because he was asked to do it because he wanted to work together Yeah, and unfortunately the director died when it was like 41 yeah. so he was, was but he had a real vision um, with how, how this was whole set the texture of the film and the way the, s- the sequences go with the minis, the, the, the minis are the, the key star with this. I mean, even on the video, so I'm looking at the DVD box here, the key thing here is the minis. Oh, uh, the mini, the mini is, is the star of this one, Michael Caine.
0: Yeah. But also, I think something to bear in mind with that is that the, the, the final sequence of the, of, of the film Really, really relies a lot on the music. Mm. Um, there's it's a whole variety of shots and, and bits that have just kind of almost it's almost like it's almost cobbled together. And I think it would it would be much less successful if oh, it wasn't for Quincy, the, Jones. Quincy Jones's soundtrack,
1: actually pulling the whole thing together and making it making it much more cohesive. And it's very the music. I say the music, the Self Preservation Society. Those lyrics. It's it, it it that that was brought together. Well, that was inspired by Michael Caine doing a sort of cockney rhyming slang when they met up for dinner. And, uh, which Quincy Jones found hilarious, hilarious and wanted to do a song about it. And did, which is great. And did. So, so, overall... Th- the do, you know what,
0: do you know what the sequel would have been? What would the sequel have been? The sequel would have been that uh, they turn the, the engine on, on in the bus and just leave it running for hours until all the petrol... Uh is uh used used up Uh they can then and that sort of changes the weight the weight balance they then get out and the bus then falls down the cliff Uh allowing the mafia to recover the gold the gold and then the sequel would have been about them getting the gold back back from 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 the the mafia
1: mafia.
0: and there actually there was a competition done a few years ago um but i think by the royal society of chemistry uh-huh. uh, so sort was of posing the question how would you get out of that predicament and the the the, the one the the, the, w- the winning entry was quite an elaborate one around smashing the windows and s- uh, smashing the windows out on one one end of the bus to lighten it and smashing the windows at the other end so then someone can actually get out but not get off to then empty the fuel tank and it's kind of it's quite, quite an over elaborate um, sort of so, solution. Solution. Though to be to be fair, the the, the bus does actually defy the laws the lot of physics. Really, at the <laughs> at, 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 at the
1: at the end. But uh, it, it it's just it's just an awesome awesome film. It's uh, a own caper, and it it's, it really I mean, f- for such an old film, fifty years old. It still stands up today. It's it's a very entertaining film. It's an entertaining to watch, film. and which leads us. So we have watched the Italian Job, the original one, and then we watched straight afterwards, the Italian Job with uh, Mark Wahlberg and Charlie Theron and Edward Norton in it, and I really, really enjoyed it. Again, it's a different type of caper, but I mean, from what you're diff- saying, it's a different film altogether. It is, it is a different film it's altogether.
0: Not a, it's not a remake, and it's very clear that it's not a remake. It's an homage.
1: It's an homage. But from what you're saying, with regards to how the sequel had gone, this is kind of a sequel. Well, it's not. A, it's
0: not a sequel. I think it's. It's you could perhaps deliberately or perhaps just inadvertently borrowed some of the the characters the the, the ideas the ideas from from the planned sequel
1: so the italian job starts off with them doing an italian job but it's not in turin it's actually in venice in venice and they're stealing gold bullion again um and there's a sort of it starts with a very very sort of rollicking sort sort of sort of boat chases and sort of Stealing the sort of like double crossing and that sort of thing with regards to um, sort of blowing up a safe, well not blowing up the safe, blowing up the the sort of the floor and the floor below at the safe, so the safe falls into the water. But then the speedboat speeds off with what they think's the safe, the dummy it. safe, with a dummy safe, and um, sort of all the people that are chasing the dummy safe while the others are breaking the safe underwater. Uh, this has got Donald Sutherland in, who's very, very good, uh, and uh, he's and Jason been, Statham. And Jason Statham, who's great, it's handsome, Rob. <laughs> I thought the, I, I felt the Italian job was very much like Ocean's Eleven. That's my my. I thought exactly. Did it, it, it bore much more
0: resemblance to? It was basically. I think I would say it's it's a pretty standard heist, yeah. kind of keeper
1: so I mean they've got Edward Norton in it but Edward Norton didn't want to do this film um, he was forced to do this It was under, he was under contract to do this so um, um, but he does do it quite well but you know he's just doing it play by numbers but I think that's what they wanted from him they wanted play by numbers because he Edward Norton is in the original lineup of the crims that steal the gold then he double crosses them kills the Donald Sutherland character um, Mr. Bridger Mr. Bridger um, who is uh, uh, sort of Charlie Thron's sort of uh, father in it? Um, and um, the the gold gets stolen. They get pushed off a uh, off a a, uh, a moat. Um, what was it? Uh, they're, 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 it's, a, it's very glamorous. It's very snowy, very icy, and they get because um, they're in Austria. They're in Austria. Oh, I'm trying to think what it's called. A road? No, it's a, it's a road but it's a, a dock. A dock. It's not a, a dock. Bridge. It's the not a bridge. A, a key? No, it's, um, it's a, it holds water behind it. A dam. A dam, that's it. Okay. So, sorry. I was, I was getting it there. Sorry. It, it's been a very uh, very is it, long is, day. Is it a book? Is it uh, a play? <laughs> it's a film. Um, so uh, the the the, the um, sort of the, the they get pushed off and they get into push the icy water. The Donald Sutherland character is killed off um, and the loot is, uh, is, is taken away, taking them off them. And it's about the, the criminals, uh, the, the team, getting back together um, and stealing the, the money off Edward, the Edward Dalton character. Um, they get in Charlie Theron, who is Donald Sutherland's um, daughter in it, who's also a safe breaker, but she works on the right side of the law. And it's, it's quite an interesting character because we meet her where she's breaking a safe. So we think, oh, right. So obviously, she's picked up the father's skills. But she has a, has a rule to herself where she actually opens a safe but never looks inside it. Yeah. And she's doing it for law enforcement. Law enforcement. So she's on the right side of the law. Um, uh, say then she gets pulled into the team where they say, right, okay, your dad was killed by this person, um, and we're trying to get this loot back. And then that's how the heist comes in. And they've got, they've got an original plan to break into his uh, home, to break the safe. And then that gets uncovered. Um, so Edward Norton then does a Rooney, where you've got three um, armoured cars that he books. And they have to decide which armoured cars the one that's going, which is obviously the one which is the lower back suspension um so we have seth green's computer expert yeah seth green's uh, computer expert and napster he, and that, yeah he, he was meant to be original napster uh because apparently he went to the same college as nap the person that set up napster it was his idea but the other napster got there stole the idea and launched it or so he says Anyway, or so he says anyway um you got jason statham who's handsome rob who's the sort of the car expert charlie Theron, who is the um Safe Breaker. You've obviously got Mark Wahlberg, who is who, sort of who's been basically fathered by Donald Sutherland, um, and has been on all the sort of heists that they've done in the past. And, and uh, you've got Mostef. And Mostef Mossdeaf um, as the Left explosive. Deer, the, yeah, as Left Ear, who's the explosive expert. And it's it's just a fun fun. Film. It's very much along the lines where you've got an entourage. It's an
0: ensemble. Uh, It's an ensemble Ensemble cast.
1: It's an ensemble cast. Um, They all have their own individual personalities, and they are all allowed to thrive rather than be taken over. And I think that it looks like they did have a great deal of fun. Now, I was actually out in America. I I was in um, America at the same time because I was working over in LA when this film came out. And this film really hits the market, really big style in America, because there were minis everywhere. It, 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 every, it, because it, everyone loved the, the, this film really captured imagination, so everyone was getting a mini. Because I think Madonna had got married and she was living over in Britain, and she was drinking real ale and driving a mini, and she even referenced a mini in one of her songs. The, the Italian job came out. So there were minis everywhere. It was either minis or pri- Priuses. <laughs> that was that was the car of choice. So all these the, all these supercars were being replaced by like cute little minis, and they, 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 you couldn't go anywhere without seeing them hurtling around. Um, so uh, the the film is actually set in the heist happens, for when they're stealing the gold back, it's set in LA uh, on Hollywood Boulevard, and that was so they, they they shut off Hollywood Boulevard for a few days and caused massive traffic carnage, and. Uh, but overall, I thought this was a really, really good. Everyone got to thrive. The director of it um, came from a video director background, so it was on a similar vein to Charlie's Angels when they did the reboot with Drew Barrymore and Co. Uh, so that the directors of those were pop video, so they knew how to make something shine, look glossy, and hold the attention. It's. It, I think this this film is definitely centered at the MTV generation. The soundtrack is really good. It's a really really. I real don't. I. I you,
0: you say that, but I think back, I can't really remember very much about the soundtrack. I remember the the, the music at the beginning, and I thought that was that was. It, I, I like that, but I,
1: it's I kind a kind of quite, lost it's track a, of the soundtrack. The opening. The opening soundtrack. The, the opening thing was very nostalgic driven from the other one because it had that whole um 60s vibe about it I felt yeah that's what
0: i th- i thought and i thought well, that's that's interesting it has a bit of feel of the 60s to it but i lost i didn't i didn't really pay much attention to the to the soundtrack during the during the film itself I think, again, it was lost. A bit like the the original Italian job, I think uh, some
1: of the music is sort of lost in the mix. Yeah, in in the mix. I mean, there's some really good stunt work. Obviously, they've used the updated new Mini Coopers. Um, they get away with the heist. They've got some nonsense involved with some Lithuani- Lithuanian. Ukrainian, or I think. Ukrainian. U- Ukrainian mob. Yeah, cr- Ukrainian mob. Edward Norton character is a little bit of a nasty boy, and uh, there's a a nice theme running through it because uh, when they do the first heist in Venice, they're all in the before Edward Norton turns on them. um, They all say what they're going to buy. Napster wants to have a stereo that can blow women's clothes off. Left Ear wants to have a house in Spain with a room of first edition, a library full of first edition books and a, and a, and a uh, room for a shoe collection. Uh, handsome Rob wants to get an Aston Martin. And Aston Martin Vanquish, to be precise. Be so precise. Um, so, and Edward Norton. Who has, has no imagination. Has no imagination, so buys all of that, except for a room full of shoes. Maybe yeah. so He doesn't. I don't think he buys a yeah. a, a house in
0: southern sp- in
1: Andalusia. No, but he, d- he did did have he did have the stereo system. He had the stereo system. He had the Aston Martin Vanquish, mm. and he probably had some other stuff as well. Probably. So. Probably. Um. But it was really, really. It it was made for laughs. The was gunk. Do you think? I think so. Well, you see,
0: that's where we're probably going to differ in our in our opinions because. I I thought it was it was I, the, there wasn't you know making trying to make a comparison obviously you know it wasn't tongue in cheek it it's, wasn't tongue in cheek it's not possible to make a comparison between the two Italian jobs because they are completely different. No, I mean oh,
1: the, oh, the Italian this Italian job is very, um, very was, American. Much,
0: it's very American, much more.
1: Serious, I thought, lacking in the humor, but the the humor was really was was played well with regards to the um, flashbacks of um, left ear how he got left ear as a child, how the croaker character um, yeah. well you see that's that, I think that, I think those are two different things the
0: the the the, the two thousand and three Italian job has jokes, yeah, whereas the 1969 Italian job had humor, yeah, and I think, yeah. I, and oh, I'm yes. making a distinction yeah. between the be, between the
1: two. All right, the Italian, the, the the 2003 Italian job did have jokes in it, but the other one was uh, the original was humorous. Yeah. through it. it's a humorous caper uh, where there was a caper with the Italian job, but it was a little bit more serious. There was a bit more violence. Because there was guns involved, there was death. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there was death in the first one, but we didn't. We, we just saw an explosion in the car. Um, we didn't see someone being shot. No, but we did yeah. see someone. Even though it was on, it was once removed because we saw it happening on CCTV. Mm. There was, yeah, but the, also we saw, so we, we, saw, we saw death with being, with um, uh, Donald Sutherland's character being shot. Yes, that's true. That's true. So, and they did have guns where. The original, uh, they had baseball bats. But, mostly yeah, that was violence. It
0: was, it was violent, and it was very much one-on-one violence, um, you know, which is the difference between a gun and a baseball bat. Is with a gun, you can kill someone from a distance. With a baseball bat, it was more intimate. you have to get up close and personal in yeah. order to, to do um, some damage.
1: But I, I felt it was incredibly slickly done. I, it could have opened up for a sequel, there was going to be a sequel. Where oh, was that? It was going to be called the Brazilian Job. I
0: don't know any more about
1: it than that, but that was the name of the proposed
0: yeah, sequel.
1: because I, I felt, I say, because it, it, it's because it's like the Ocean's Eleven thing. I think the characters they had set up there would work very well uh, as as a sequel. But obviously, it's say time it, only. It's what thirteen years old now. Oh, it's, it's, four, it's more than that. Yeah, two thousand and oh, tw- 12, 12 years old oh no gosh
0: oh it's god nearly, I'm really, I was, I'm really couple, it's
1: nearly 20 years old oh really. my god really oh that is dreadful god I'm like this is about Alzheimer's is kicking in oh that's dreadful our apologies to any sufferers of Alzheimer's. No, I don't you can listen to it again and again <laughs> it will still sound fresh so <laughs> so 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 here's the here's the big question the big
0: question mm-hmm. I ha- in one hand I have the only remaining copy ...of the Italian Job, 2003. On my other hand, I have the only remaining copy in existence of the Italian Job, 1969. One of them has to go into the furnace. Which one? Which one do we keep? And which one <sighs> do we toss?
1: We have to go for the British one.
0: I would agree. Because with I enjoyed the 2003 Italian Job... But will I still it, be? Will I wa- in fifty years' time? I will I again. want to watch it again? You know, and enjoy it to the same extent that I enjoyed the film that came out in the
1: year I was born. <gasps> oh. um, I doubt it. No, yeah, I. I think the original one. I mean, don't get me wrong. The two thousand and three uh, one is great. It's a caper. It's a forgettable. It's a forgettable one. However, if it was on television. And I was flicking through channels. I would sit there and, and quite be and be entertained and watch uh, and, and entertained by it. Um, so, but if
0: the original was on at the same time, at the same time on another channel, Ooh, I'd probably choose. It to depends watch that if it was one,
1: one. one of the slow because uh, uh, the the I, I felt the last qu- the last third, the final act of the Italian job that was re- that Which one? The first one. Okay say that that was gorgeous well i quite like the setup of the, of of the first one as well however if i just wanted some something sort of with the, like just pumpy music and that sort of thing i'd watch well, the, you watch the fast and the I'd furious watch, oh, yeah you. <laughs> well in fairness, i mean there's a, you could say there's a like a similarity between there's an the, absolute similarity between the fast and the furious and the italian job because the director of the fast and the furious was again was a video director uh as in pop videos and that sort of thing and as it as was the Italian job and it's that whole fast pace sort of thing where it's, it, it is like an adrenaline sort of uh sort of kick um so but yeah overall really really like i love both of them i think they're great if one had to go into the furnace then it would have to be the 2003 because there's lots of other similar sort of films of that mm. nature out there mm. um I don't think there's anything else that has been done like the Italian job, which actually hits the mark of the period.
0: Um, well, I don't know.
1: I don't know. Ronin, the born Identity. Oh,
0: Ronin. Oh, Ronin was very good. Yeah. I like Ronin. Yeah, yeah. And I, I say that, that those specific <coughs> a, lot, a lot, because along with the French connection from mm. 1971, were actually used by the director of the 2003 Version as 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 a visual reference. Mm. I, I think there's he
1: took a lot of inspiration from those from movies. from those I keep, earlier I keep movies. Forgetting about Ronin, I and mean, I really need to re-watch that because that is a really good. But that's on the Parisian side of things, and with Peugeots and things like that. <laughs> but that I mean, really? that was uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I really did like, but I did like Ronin. I um, didn't you, they never have a Citroen. They never have a Citroen. Yeah, there's probably a reason for that. I don't think just does, does, have Citroen ever done a supercar.
0: I don't well, know. Think it's, well, it's,
1: the C1 is pretty splendid. So Yeah, well, we ha- we do it so well, listeners. We do actually drive a Citroen, but it was yeah, it's it's a, yeah. a, a modestly priced hatchback. <laughs> It but does, I don't think they do supercar. It takes us to the shops and back. Yeah. What, the, what yeah. more do you want? <laughs> it takes us to the National Trust. We, yeah. <laughs> we go to a garden centre and think. Yeah, it's of like a scorn. <laughs> Any, anyway, anyway. So, so anyway, oh, we would love to know what your thoughts are with the Italian job. Um, could you suggest anything similar to the Italian job for the original or the, um, the, the remake? We would love to know. So I mean, the obvious ones that suggest themselves would
0: be the Thomas Crown Affair, <gasps> Oceans Ooh. Eleven. Oh, first.
1: Oh, we, Maybe we could w- watch the first Thomas Crown Affair and the second Thomas Crown Affair. That would be a good one. I really like, I've, I don't. Th- i have not actually seen the original Thomas Crown Affair. Well then. Oh <gasps> my God! That could be the, our next sort of the Thomas Crown Affair v the Thomas Crown Affair. That would be our next one because we've done the Italian Job v the Italian Job. Um, which is jolly good. Uh, So maybe we should do the Thomas Crown Affair. Yeah.
0: (gasps) Fabulous. And then we'll do the Seven Samurai versus the Magnificent Seven. Oh.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not that one. (laughs) Or Mission Impossible, the TV series versus Mission Impossible, the film series. Oh, yeah. The first one I really enjoyed of Mission Impossible and the other ones just seem to dilute and dilute and dilute. Wasn't there one Gone in sixty seconds? That was that. that gone yeah. in sixty seconds was yeah, yeah. an original. There was an original Gone in sixty seconds, and uh, I, I really liked the uh, Nicholas Cage one. So that that'd be an interesting one because the, yeah. the Nick Cage one. That's one I saw twice at the cinema because I enjoyed it so much. Um, let me have
0: a look. Um, he's, so he's on he's on, he's on,
1: he's on I'm the Google bot. I'm on I'm on,
0: <laughs> I'm on Google. I don't think there was a no. There wasn't an original. Uh, oh, hang on. Yeah, it's gone in 60 seconds. 1974 American action film written by Toby Haviki. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Oh, so, fabulous. So we can that's
1: do... That's oh, that's another one we can do. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. So George
0: littlest. Cole is in it, would you believe.
1: George Cole? Was he 18? No, George Cole.
0: Oh. Um. Her and Minder. Uh, Minder. Minder. Really? <laughs> well, well according I mean I'm not I'm not going to verify in particular but, <laughs> but um, he's, he's listed unless there's another George Cole that I don't know about he's, he's listed on the cast Oh my god of gone in 60 seconds and of course speaking of Nicolas Cage we have a long standing date with the Wicker Man so we could do Original versus what? remake. Oh yes, oh, of Wicker the Wicker Man.
1: Wicker Man. Okay, I've not seen either, so it's marvelous. You're in for a treat. treat. You're
0: in for a double treat <laughs> because the original version of the Wicker Man is terrific and one of my favorite films. The remake <laughs> is Shit. terrifically bad. I'm not. I'm not going <laughs> to.
1: I'm not going to poison the well <laughs> So, Listen If you know of any film that you'd like us to do, to to natter endlessly about, um, which has uh, the original and a remake... Uh, please tweet us. We're on all social media platforms at Atlantic Dust. Uh, so let us know. Um, please subscribe to us. We're on Podbean and all the standard podcasting yes, things.
0: You can find us on your favourite podcast, but you listen to this, so I presume you've already found us on Yeah, it? so
1: just pl- please hit up that subscribe button. Just subscribe. To, and... We're not needy, we want to. We want you to subscribe. So, anyway, listeners, we will uh, be back with our next. Um, Film versus film, uh, original V remake. Um, and uh, I'll speak to you soon. That's my bye from me, Jonathan. And it's goodbye from me, Rob. Farewell. Bye bye. Bye.
0: This has been an Antique Dust production.